Yo, what's up? Welcome to Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft. This week on the show, we gonna talk about things we liked about the draft, things we didn't like about the draft. We're gonna look back at drafts of Christmas past, and then we're gonna talk about when is it okay to bench your star player down 25, plus previews of all the playoff NBA action, and we go deep on a guy who goes even deeper. Hit that music. Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft is filmed before a live studio audience. Hey, hey, what's good? It's good to be back. This is John Gorman here, uh, one of the hosts of Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Uh, Everybody's favorite host, I think. Beg your pardon? Everybody's favorite host, I think. You know, I would say, like, if we were grading this based purely on the number of, uh, of followers I have on unrelated media, yeah. I would say, I would say, yeah, probably favorite. Uh, speaking of um, favorites, here's the second favorite host, Daniel Gewurz. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing so much better now that I'm number two. Thank you for asking. Well, you know what? It's better to be number two than to take a number two. I don't know if that's true or not. And did you leave on your card there? Uh, uh, leave space for applause or <laughs> laughter. Possibly so. And, of course, the return of the Jedi to our Star Wars and Empire Strike Back. It's Greg Dennis. Greg, how are you doing today? Not happy about the ranking system of people's favorite hosts. (laughs) However, however, being Return of the Jedi. Because I am, in fact, a man of the people, I received some fan mail. Okay. Are you guys right. ready for this? Ready. Let's do it. Uh, it's fan mail, but it has nothing to do with anything that we ever talk about. Um, I wonder why they would, uh, why, why they must be fans if they're not listening to us. Right. They must be fans <laughs> if they sent me something that's incoherent. Okay, um, perfect. But it's yes. not. This is actually more coherent and eloquently written than anything that's ever come out of the show. True. Okay, uh, great. I'm looking forward to it. I like how you're already agreeing that that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a high bar to clear. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's go. Let's Let's hear this fan now. Last night I dreamt I was a Ghostbuster. There was no learning curve. I knew how to use my pack. I knew how to use my pack and trap in Egon. Yes, Harold Ramis survives in my subconscious mind. Guided us from floor to floor in an old haunted factory. Sounds awesome, right? Not at all. It was expletive terrifying. A nightmare I couldn't wake up from. First, before we entered the building, we had to say goodbye to our families and loved ones. The crowds wouldn't leave us alone to say goodbye. It sucked. And then, in the building, literally every step I took, I wondered if I would soon die. Would it be quick? Will it hurt? Will I die slowly? Will one of those demons drag me to the underworld? Would my proton pack explode on my back? Just powering it up for the first time was suspenseful. And yes, Dan Aykroyd is as funny in person as in the movies. And I'm sure my laughing in my sleep 
probably woke Joel up. That would be his, his wife. But the levity was fleeting. Being a Ghostbuster is no joke. Also, I kept asking why we weren't getting paid more. Excellent question. So that brings up a lot of excellent points, and I would like to address them one by one here. Um, First, I'll start with his last point. Why weren't the Ghostbusters getting paid more? They should have been, I mean, ridding the city of a non-corporeal threat, such as all of those ghosts. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a huge deal. I mean, it, they, they, uh, they were wreaking havoc and, and possibly ending existence as we knew it. And what did they get for that? Like, a key to the city and nothing? They should have been movie stars. They should have been rock stars. They should have been the most famous heroes of all time. The most and celebrated, for sure. Yeah, and they got nothing for it. And, and at the start of Ghostbusters 2, you know, uh, uh, Bill Murray is still out there shilling his, 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 you know, daytime TV evangelical show. Like, what are we doing here? So that's first. And I'd like your guys' opinions on that. Well, I think, I think we brought up um, a non-corporeal vapor recently on the show and I think that's way what may have sparked this this dream. This this dream comes from Chris in Connecticut. Thank you, Chris in Connecticut. Thanks, Chris in Connecticut. He goes by C note. Does he? Of course he does. Yes. Oh. Right. I happen to know this. He goes by C note. That that felt like like beat poetry. <laughs> it was beautifully written. Yeah, no question. Like I, I wanted to like snap, but I just couldn't but also, I wonder what. I mean, that was also my see... interpretation of sure, the text of course, yeah, the record. You made it sing. Do, it was nice. Do we ever see in any of the Ghostbusters movies actual human damage being done? I know there's property damage being done to to no end in these movies, but do the ghosts ever harm a person? Yes, I don't. Uh, Bill Bill Murray is slimed. Slime is what you could get that on Nickelodeon. Yeah, but you can't get it from a ghost on Nickelodeon. Uh, so, you okay, clearly so that's, you, that's some emotional distress. Sure, sure. but but does any, is anyone ever physically harmed? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's ever hurt. I know that a baby was taken away, no. and so okay, like that's that's really bad. But you're no saying one, no babies were harmed during the, the abduction. Harmed. Nobody was ever hurt. Like no ghosts ever like. Broke someone's arm or tossed someone off a building. Well, that's like, what, that never happened. That's why they weren't afraid of no ghosts, yeah. right? There's, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't Good know point. that there's anything to be afraid. I think probably the scariest thing is that each of them was holding basically a nuclear reactor on their backs. Like that's maybe something to be scared. And of. those did human damage. <laughs> yeah, those yes. could mess you up. You can't cross streams. Correct. Because well, except for except for when you do. They didn't cross though. They joined at the tip. That, that that's, I think you're thinking of a different movie. <laughs> that would be that. Would, I could I could definitely insert what the name of that movie was right now, but that would just tarnish the already shining mm-hmm. reputation of this podcast. Accurate. We would be getting a completely different kind of fan mail. We yeah. sure would. 
Um, if Ghostbusters would have made a Ghostbusters 3, that would have been the greatest trilogy ever. No. Th- Wait a second. That's Wait a second. not true. I'm sorry, what? No. Ghostbusters 2 ended perfectly. It ended with them being exalted as heroes. It ended with a fire Bobby Brown song. Um and that was good. I don't. You couldn't have made a third Ghostbusters. I don't think. But it that's been. the genius of a trilogy: is you make a third one just for fun. No, that's no. The you third make a movie th- doesn't exist in the original lineage. You guys, you guys. Yes, Daniel. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Nothing. Nothing. No, he's nothing, got something got now. Pulled. You let it out. Now, now you let it out. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a five minute short entitled Ghostbusters Three, released in two thousand twelve. That's all you needed. I, I so are you, well. Who is it? Is it? I, I highly cast. doubt it's starring Harold Ramis because I believe he died before then. So none um, of the original cast. Okay, so that does not count, and you can't count the new Ghostbusters as part of the trilogy because it's not a trilogy. It's a no, that, it's a reboot. That is a reboot. Yes. Which yeah. excellent? Does it not excellent movie? I have I I feel bad. I have not seen it. Does it take place in the universe where the previous Ghostbusters existed? No. I have not. Or it does are not. we once again for the third straight Ghostbusters movie having to convince people that ghosts exist? No, no. This is a brand new universe where they have never existed. It. I think Melissa McCarthy is the funniest human being in in the movie yes. business. Can I can I ask a question though? I, yeah. And and this isn't true. I mean, the answer to my question here is Ghostbusters, right? So, yeah. with the exception of Ghostbusters and Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Can can Melissa McCarthy please star in a vehicle that isn't where the joke isn't? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's fat. I agree. I agree. And I love the movie Spy. She's, she's brilliant. Yeah, I love the movie Spy, but that was exactly she was the butt end of every that joke, joke in Spy. Uh, Saint and, and, Vincent. And the movie that she did with San, San, Sandy Bullock is the same thing. Yeah. Saint Vincent uh, with it's Melissa McCarthy and Bill Murray, but it's a drama. She's very okay. good, and she exercises. That's where that's the movie that made me realize that she is just easily the most, probably the most talented. And I'm, I'm, I know I'll probably get a lot of challenge on this, but her range is incredible. Oh yeah, no, she's great. She's excellent. Funniest person in 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 movie. Period. No, nobody can easily. touch her. I don't. Nobody. Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, maybe not easily, but like she's yes. I. I I, you can certainly make that claim, and no one should be coming at you. I um, I, I haven't added anything meaningful to this discussion uh, because I have seen exactly half of a Melissa McCarthy movie. Which which movie? Bridesmaids. Oh, that's a rough half. <laughs> it that was is a rough. It half was to watch. And like I didn't. You it, need to go watch Spy like right now. Okay. Actually, cut your mic off. Go in the other room. <laughs> By the Go time that movie's Spy. over, Wait. maybe Daniel and I will be wrapping this up, and you can give us your thoughts. Okay. So, speaking of wrapping things up, let's uh, let's move on here because we Shane's life is a fantasy draft. We've talked about a lot of things. Sometimes we talk about Melissa McCarthy. Sometimes we talk about Jacksonville. But what we've never done before is talk Shout about an actual draft. We had one. It happened last weekend. It happened over the whole weekend. Yeah. Three it may still be happening. <laughs> we don't know. Oh god. What if oh god, what if they what if they just unleashed picks 
like one a day from the end of the regular season to the beginning of the preseason. I feel like that's what we're coming up on, right? I mean, here's here's my thing with the draft, and maybe I, I know there are definitely times in my life where I don't want things to change just because I'm I'm curmudgeonly and I don't like change. But a day the is way coming. The draft y- used to be where it was the first three rounds on Saturday starting at noon, and then the next four rounds on Sunday starting at eight a.m. That was perfect. You gave me. Two days of great hangover recovery material, right? You wake up at 11 a.m. after a bender on Friday night, and you spend all day Saturday watching, you know, Paul Tagliabue and then Roger Goodell read a bunch of names off a list. Compelling television. But but it doesn't have to be. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be compelling because it was at noon on a Saturday. Right. That's perfect. Like, what, what else was I doing? I'm not doing anything. The dulce. And the kind of person who can't well, watch cut at noon grass. on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of person that can't watch at noon on a Saturday because they got kids or whatever. They're not watching the draft at 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Because they got oh, kids now that they're, they're putting in bed. Now they're causing hangovers. Exactly. What? Well, like, well, now you said it was a hangover. Yeah, it was a hangover recovery vehicle, and now it's a it's a hangover causing vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going out on Thursday night to watch the draft, and it's like, no, it was perfect to just lay around on a lazy Saturday and a lazy Sunday and watch the draft. Like that used to be perfect. Now I have to choose between the NFL draft and NBA playoff games. Yeah, you know what? You know what? The perfect hangover. Um, thing is now is, is the NFL Pickle combine. Juice. No, the NFL oh. combine. That's what the draft used to be. Mm-hmm. You wake up, you hear the dulcet tones of Rich Eisen and Mike Mayock, and you just kind of sit there and you're like, hey, everything's okay. And they're all like whispering. Yeah. Like that's, the draft should be that. Shouldn't it's be like a party. Watching, it's like watching a golf match, the combine. Yeah. It's like, like the why masters. is he whispering because that guy's about to run 40 yards? <laughs> You're like, John Gorman's now approaching the line. He's going to, uh, looks like he's down in a three point stance. Yeah. He's it's not like it, they're in the press box. It's not like they're like, the set is on the field. But even so, I don't think it would distract the guy about to run 40 yards. No, no. You're absolutely right about that. But, but I just, why? It, can anyone give me the good reason why the draft should be on Thursday night and Friday night? Yes. And then again on Saturday? I, I can give you hundreds of millions of reasons because that's about how yeah, much guess, ad I revenue in, they made. Yeah. Off of it. But you know what? It's yeah, I nice. I, 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 like the, uh, I like the spectacle for the kids. They deserve I, it. Yeah. yeah. They, des- they deserve that spectacle. They don't really. I mean, that is the one night that the NFL. Well, I should say I shouldn't say that because obviously the NFL awards, but outside the NFL awards, this is the one night where the player is in the spotlight. This is the one night where we care, we chant, and we are excited for just the player, not really the team, but a player. And the beauty of it all is a player that's never played in the NFL, and chances are won't really play in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, it's lovely. It's a great night. If, if we are, guys. yeah, if we are being honest, it is the peak of many of those young men's lives. 
Shout out Baker Mayfield. Shout out Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, your life will never be better than it was three nights <laughs> oh, ago. Yeah. Than it was Thursday, April 26th. Like that's that's twenty eighteen. Remarkably nihilist, like, by the way. I feel like Baker Mayfield's gonna be an R eight pro. He'll be okay. Uh he's on the wrong team to do it though. True. I, I think that team he could be, be good. On, Nobody, nobody stays bad forever. It's Cleveland, man. Twenty. <laughs> nobody stays did you do in nineteen years? Cleveland has had twenty-eight starting quarterbacks. <laughs> that's an incredible number. That is staggering. That's that's ten more than the next closest team. Oh God, what is the next closest team? It's Chicago Bears. Bills. No, ah, yeah, the Bears. Bears. Good move. Good move. Bears. Oh yeah, they showed they showed that stat too of uh, all the quarterbacks since Jim Kelly. They love showing that. They love showing that stat. They do. That's a great stat. Yeah, the Bears. You know, Cutler was there for a bunch of years, but like other than that, I mean, that's been a revolving door. That's true. Um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of bad quarterbacking across the league across, across the, the yeah. decades. The league. Yeah, I think that's just what the league is kind of known for at this point. Right, and we, we've 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 belabored that point before. You can you can reference that point in previous episodes yeah. of Shane's Life, available on Google and Apple, and um, the Anchor. I don't. Is it an app? Is Anchor it a platform? Anchor FM. Anchor FM. Anchor FM. It is a website. It's not an app. You, if you listen, no all one the way to the end of our podcast, you will hear an advertisement for Anchor FM. True story. No one listens to it through that shout out geeks unlimited shout out geeks unlimited find them itunes not itunes youtube that'd be a weird place to find them find them on youtube find them on instagram twitter (laughs) facebook and sometimes in your bathroom wow that was one time that was one time that still counts as sometime sometime i'll take the s off of sometimes sometime (laughs) All right. Um, things I liked about the draft. Um, I have two. Ooh. I just have two. That's Everything else was whole things. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with the low-hanging fruit for one, and that is Shaquem Griffin being mm. drafted in the fifth round by the Seattle Seahawks to reunite with his twin brother, Shaquille Griffin. It's I think beautiful. that's awesome. It's a beautiful story. Yes. Yeah, great yes. story. I'm glad that the best defensive player on the only undefeated team in college football was able to somehow get drafted. They got yes. their rings last week. <laughs> or the they banner. Sure I'm sorry, the banner. The, the banner. Sure the banner's right. hanging. Um it, it, you know, I, I, what I'm saying is just it's just cool like to be on a team with your twin and not be Markeith and Marcus Morris. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um second cool thing, Josh Rosen on the Cardinals. I just yes, he gets to be good. He gets to be good immediately, like as yes, soon as Sam Bradford tears his ACL. Got a got a big <laughs> mouth though, Josh. Rosen. I don't mind it. I like big his mouth. mouth. I like I like I love it. how I like you know, your mouth. I D G A F. That is not a clean acronym. Um, no N S W. But um, I love. I just love how he gives zero Fs. He's yes, I, it's, oh, you mean it's refreshing. I, he's very Aaron Rodgers like. 
You know, I hear that comparison a lot. I hope he plays like half as well as Aaron Rodgers. Same. Because the last thing I need is for, you know, those kinds of people who are like, oh, you can't have an attitude and be good. You can't be too me first. I want those people to not have anything to be able to say. It, right, you know right? what's like funny? when So Daniel, with attitude. Daniel used to say that all the time about LeVar Ball. He's like, I love LeVar Ball. I love the <laughs> oh, fact that God. he runs his mouth. Here and like LeVar Ball has just been finally. <laughs> Unfortunately, it took his son being detained in China to shut him up. But it's finally <laughs> Even happened. that didn't shut him up. <laughs> One on one, undefeated, never lost. <laughs> it's like, I, okay, well, yeah, oh, well, if you never I played, you probably I never wish, lost. I, I wish Lonzo Ball was good. Oh my God, I wish Lonzo Ball was good. <laughs> that still doesn't matter because his father is doing all the talking. That's fine. Let him. Oh, well, I think we do know one thing that Lonzo Ball is good at rapping. <laughs> no. What was the name of his album? What was the name of the album? <laughs> hold on, he, hold on. He couldn't, on he couldn't rap a present. No, it was something something ball. Born it to was, ball. It was the worst. Born to ball. Born to ball. Born a baller. Born to ball God. is the album. Is it the word two or is it the number two? The number two, of course. Of course, well, of course it's the number two. How could you even ask that question? I, I had it's to a be, Roman had to numeral sure. two. <laughs> like boys, two men? <laughs> yes. Born to ball. Uh, anyway, that's what I liked. Also, like Lamar Jackson as a Raven. Yes. God. Oh my God. I'm so. I'm what a- you rocking? Zo2s. I'm <laughs> blowing past in Zo2s. You <laughs> got it. Zo2s. Pay respect and pay your dues. If Josh Lane Zo2. If Josh Rosen came out with a rap, like let's say he oh. dropped like some sick bars. Mm. I would be okay with it. What Absolutely. would what would Josh Rosen's rap name be? Uh, I mean, it would have to be like J Ro, right? I think it'd be Rosen. something like Flozen. J Rosen. Flozen. Flozen. Josh Flozen. He is Rosen, the the chosen one, the Rosen yeah. one, the Rosen one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it would be. Get real biblical. Yes, it would have to. Anyway, what'd you guys like? Draft memories, things that I, you enjoyed. So I liked the Bills taking Edmund a lot because he's a man beast. I don't, but unfortunately, it comes with at the cost. I don't like how they went about getting him. Um, yeah, they traded up. For, I don't think they needed to trade up for Yeah, him. the Bills were doing a lot of weird things in the first round, and you knew that was coming because they had stashed all this artillery. Yeah. Two two picks in the first, two in the second, two in the third. And it's like you knew they were going to be up to some weird stuff, and I think they could have padded their team better. I think those draft picks could have been better served uh, addressing needs that they had and not taking best player on the board which is what I think they did in almost every situation except with Edmonds. I think they liked him and they, they took him. I don't um, mind when they take best player on the board. I'm more of a best player on the board kind of guy. Like when a it comes to like drafting. A lot of needs on that team, though. A lot drafting? of needs on that team. There are, sure. And, and, but and, like, to yeah, give up, and to give up draft picks when you had six in the first three rounds, right. that's dangerous. What you wanted, yeah, I th- 
And what you want to do is fill up your team with as many best players available as you can. Exactly. Right. Like I but feel when like you I trade th- away your picks, you can't do that. Right. Exactly. I think that I, I feel like GMs overthink this or underthink mm-hmm. it. Probably GMs, overthink it. Some GMs overvalue higher picks and some GMs overvalue quantity of picks. I don't think anybody has it gets it right. Except, of course, the Patriots, who I, I think I will maintain the Patriots are the only intelligently run football team. I would, I would argue the Packers also are. No, the Packers are horribly run. What are you talking about? They have never given Aaron Rodgers a single weapon. Jordy Nelson's not a weapon? No, Jordy Nelson was awful. Greg, Jordy Nelson dog, was awful. Dog, go inside Jordy the Nelson, mind of a Greg Jennings. Jordy Nelson was awful when he wasn't on the Packers. Greg Jennings was terrible when he wasn't on the Packers. These guys are good only because they have the best quarterback we've ever seen throwing to them. But like free that's agents still, don't that go still to gives the them the weapons though, right? No, what weapons? They still well, they still ad- first of all the, the 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 question was about addressing needs at the draft. They addressed the needs at the draft with Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings because that made them better with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers draft they, they so would well. Made, they would have made anybody. They draft so well, though. You know like who I think sneakily drafts well? Sneakily. Sneakily. That's Ravens. not a word, is it? Yes, the Ravens. The Packers? Yeah, the, the Ravens. Ravens are an excellent team in the draft. You know, it's Ozzie Newsom's last draft. As He's a, a Hall of Fame GM. Oh, for sure. It was a beautiful. They did like a little, they, did, they yeah. videotaped it. The kid that they, he he drafted last, uh, he he told the kid he's like, hey, you know, you're my last, you're my last pick ever as a GM, and the kid said, I'll make you proud, and that was that was a that was a beautiful thing, another beautiful nice storyline. The draft yeah. was beautiful this year, and and you know what else was beautiful about the draft? When they booed Dave Roger Gettleman. Goodell. Yes, yeah. and, and Roger Goodell tried to come out and say, "Well, I can't believe you're booing Goodell." He, he brought yeah. out no. Staubach, Aikman, and Witten, and they still booed. Yeah, Love I like it. that too because in my mind, I'm like, "Well, there's fans from 31 other teams, and they're probably booing all four guys on stage." That's probably accurate. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. I loved uh, Dave Gettleman saying that the Giants got better because they drafted big butts. <laughs> in his thick accent no less yeah <laughs> which is one of the most entertaining things to listen to in football so i would like uh to institute a new nickname for the giants first round draft pick saquon barkley i'm calling him hips don't lie mm, that's nice shakira yeah okay i'm excited shakira. to bump into saquon around town yeah he seems like a he seems like a stand up guy. He does seem like a cool guy. Yeah, just like he just chill and like humble and. He would round know. out my crew. Of <laughs> me and D Wade. No. W- yeah. When do you ha- when do you hang out with D Wade? <laughs> oh, I thought I'd you like were hanging to. out with Kawhi Leonard. I'd like to hang out with D Wade. I thought you were hanging out with Kawhi Leonard. Ah, oh, he's gone. Kawhi, would he do that? Yeah, Kawhi not. Kawhi was seeing doctors in in New York City. No, he he said he was. He said it's something about going out west. So yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a Laker next year, but that's a yeah. whole other episode. It's going out west. I can't wait. I can't. 
Man, I can't wait for NBA free agency. Oh I love these playoffs. These playoffs have been a lot of fun. Can't wait for free agency. This this guy's ready for the season to be over. He and, is. And un- uncertainty so to be. He's a Knicks fan. The season's been over for months. <laughs> My seasons, I've been in I've been in the off season since February. You don't even do It's so funny that I was thinking about this today on my walk home, that there are four potential New York teams that could be playing right now in the postseason, and zero of them are. (laughs) (laughs) Zero. Zero. I I am like the kiss of death of sports teams. It's like as soon as I move to your city, it's all going south real quick. That's it. It's over. You ain't, well, hey, uh, since, uh, I, since I moved to Austin, the University of Texas hasn't had more than eight wins in any given season. Oh, they man, were in the national championship death. forever uh, before that. You're listening to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Powered by Geeks on Let's take a... I, I want you guys... Let's, let's, let's get our minds right here. You know, let's. We're gonna go back, back, way back to the future. I want to take you guys back. Marty, we gotta go back. I want to take you guys on a journey. What was that? What was that, Daniel? Was that you? Yeah, that was my awful uh, Doc Emmett Brown impersonation. Oh my god! It sounded like you put your microphone up and played it from a YouTube (laughs) clip. It really did. That's how good that that was. I want to take you back to Halcyon times, okay? Oh, okay. Bef- all right. Before, you know, the 2016 election. Okay. Mm. Wow. Bef- this was quite the setup for two years. Yeah. Before Cardi B. Yeah. No one knew what a, what a Cardi B was. Right. That you would you would think you were just mispronouncing the word cardigan. Back when. Future Cardi B is better. Back than when you could Bee. still understand what Future was rapping. Future wasn't in the past yet. Future was not in the past. He was in the present. Back before Lil Wayne's twelfth codeine seizure. Mm. We're going back to 2015. And now we're here. Man. Now I take us back because. Whoa! Look out, Macklemore's coming on the radio. Oh God! Oh! Turn it off, <laughs> quick! Turn we gotta off. go, Marty. We gotta go back farther. That was my also very terrible Doc Brown impression. Um, people like to trade graph or trade <laughs> graphs was the word was the phrase there. And that, ladies and gentlemen, God, why do they make the word dyslexic so hard to pronounce? <laughs> Professional writer of and speaker of words, oh John Gorman. God, that was a spoonerism. <laughs> they like to. I don't even know what that is. A spoonerism is when you replace the first sound of each word. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know there was. I a didn't word know that. The more you know. Well, come you can, with you. Know what? Come with me, gentlemen. You'll learn a thing or two. Come. This is the kind of analysis you can only find here at Shane's Life is Fantasy Draft. Let, let, hey, come on a journey with me, guys. We're going to go way back to denim shorts that went down to your mid shin. We're going to go back to when wearing a 2XL. I don't think was that was normal. a thing in 2015. No. Yeah, no. We no, no. You're coming yeah, with me. Back to 1995. 
Wait, <laughs> oh no, no, the ninety-five draft. Hold on. Wait, why are we going back to the? Are, do we have grades for the ninety-five draft? I'll I'll get you some. Do you see no. that chubby fella sitting over there in the corner of a bedroom? That's me. Is it Tony Basile? Oh God, no, no, no! <laughs> I know what's happening. <laughs> get out of here. We gotta go back to twenty fifteen. <laughs> God. All right, so listen, people like to grade drafts, got that right, um, immediately, which I think we, all three of us are pretty much in agreement but that that's a really silly practice. Yes. Like, it is the dumbest thing that the sports world has ever come up with, and I only find it dumber that I actually read these articles. No! <laughs> that's the worst part of yeah, them. Yeah, it's that's that's oh that's God. the worst part. Like that that's your uh, that's your that's your guilty pleasure there. You, I could I could read I could read Todd McShay or Mel Kiper talking about a draft. I, I can do it, and I hate myself. I love though. to I, see the hype that Buffalo gets yeah. right around the draft. Oh, it's an A plus draft this year. And in my head, I'm like, yeah. that was a terrible draft. It was a yeah. rough draft. It was a rough draft, so and yet they're still going to finish actually, six and ten. So, yeah. <laughs> so that I'm actually like, happened ah! today. I was talking with some fans of your Buffalo Bills, and sorry, the one guy was not like, really hard to do where you live. <laughs> the one guy was like, you know, uh, yeah, but uh, ESPN gave us a B plus on our draft, and I'm like, yeah, but the guy you drafted in the first round never threw for two thousand yards. Didn't have he didn't to. make his all-conference team. Didn't have and to. And he plays in the Mountain West. One-on-one, <laughs> never loss. What? <laughs> I don't think Josh Allen... I, we're not... We're not whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're not, not at Josh Allen yet. yet. We we're have not, not even the show yet. gun to Josh Allen yet. <laughs> now, I, I want to set this up. I want to... Oh, s- yeah, we're, we're going back in time. I want to set this up this way. All... No one. So we've pulled up SportsIllustrated.com's first round grades. They, they they call this analysis allegedly. I think oh. it's important though to remember that your team's grade at the draft does it, it should not equate to their overall performance for the year. This is just saying. Right. This is the grade. This is how much they're going to improve or as or given the circumstances this is the best that they could have done so i think that's important to 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 keep in mind here because when we start diving into these stats and we see that cleveland pick number one that year and we also see that they picked number one in 2016 need not mean that they're trade the oh my now i'm doing it the (laughs) the draft (laughs) grade was bad so i i want to set this up thusly there is no one got a grade in the first round of lower than a C. Mm. And only I think two that's generally the, the lowest, though. Right, and only two teams, two players got a C. Two players. Two players. Most got an A or an A-. minus. Obviously. What are, you, what are you thinking when someone gets an A or an A-? minus? Nothing. Like that's, that's I don't, like, a good player. You, you, you think they're clearly, like, it's one of those high schools that's in like Fairfield County, Connecticut, where like everybody <laughs> graduates with a 4.0 and they somehow all got into Harvard and they couldn't talk so, their way out of a paper bag. So have you made your way to asking the question yet? Can I start giving analysis? The, no. So the question, we're not <laughs> no, asking, <how> dare you? <laughs> we're not asking questions here. 
Whoa, we're, we're gonna, what kind of I'm show gonna, is this? I'm not asking questions. <laughs> I'm giving you answers. I, I want to I wanna ask you guys what you think. All right, I'm going to read to you a scouting report of a player, and you have to tell me who you think that player is. So Can we have multiple choice? Yeah, you'll have a multiple choice here. Okay. Okay. So we have... This was the third overall pick. Grade A. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a defensive tackle, or I'm sorry, defensive tackle, Senderic Marks, led the Jags with 8.5 sacks in 2014. And there was a clear need for coach Gus Bradley, who remember the Gus Bradley era, <laughs> to get to his hands on a legitimate edge rusher. Bradley loves to move his pass rushers around and... Blank, who amassed 8.5 sacks and 60 tackles last season, will be a real force in a defense that has been quietly improving over the past two seasons. Shout out Jacksonville. Shout out to Jacksonville. Shout out to Jacksonville. Now, was that written about um, Leonard Williams, Vic Beasley, or Dante Fowler Jr.? I think Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. Daniel, what say you? I was staring at the list of players. So. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Wait, oh. this guy's cheating? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that that, that, that ruins know, the whole we bit. Were, I didn't know where we were going. I didn't know where we were going with this whole thing. You you took a hundred years to set that up. I didn't know where we were going with it. That's right. I had another point that I wanted to. I, I'm going to go on this journey <laughs> with you. It was it was Dante Fowler Jr. Ah, oh. Dante Fowler Jr. Twenty three years old, professional career. He was arrested on July eighteenth, twenty seventeen, for simple battery and committing mischief. Um, he was sentenced mischief? to one. That's a crime. I love that. Yeah, That's committing mischief. Committing I, mischief. I kind of want to get convicted of that. Oh, look at this rather mischievous-looking fellow over here. Perhaps I'll arrest him. What are, what, are the, what are the pattern jury instructions for that? Like, when, when the judge sends that case to the jury. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you think this fellow was rather mischievous, then you have to come back with a guilty verdict. Dante Fowler, in his, th in his three seasons in the NFL, 53 tackles, 12 sacks. That is a quality edge rusher. Man. That is a... That isn't. That's not an A. No, no, it's not. It's a solid. C. If you take it in the committing of mischief, I, I, <laughs> I would consider that to be a C. Uh, it, it would be the same. It would be the same class as his felony, a D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So one of the uh, one of the few C's that yes. Sports Illustrated gave out was to uh, the New York Giants for drafting Eric Flowers. Okay. And I love I love the review they give of Eric Flowers here. Okay. Uh, it says, with some work, with some technique work, Flowers could be a complete tackle. <laughs> needed a lot of technique work. He <laughs> <laughs> needed a lot of technique work. I think C is, C is way too generous a grade for Eric Flowers. <laughs> um and he falls into the category of you only know an offensive lineman's name when he is truly awful. 
So true. But I can you remember. Re- keep in mind, though, that we're talking about a grade of C, which on these is the lowest grade. So that's really yeah, an it's F. the lowest. It's the lowest possible. So grade. it's really it's, an F. You got to put it. It's all in right. perspective. Why don't they just like adjust these grades where like a C is an F? Yeah. And then like just, just divvy it out that way. At least then that, we can get a better read. Is that a uh, is that a. um. Is that like a false inflation thing because people don't like to read bad things about their favorite teams? So is that why, like, these draft grades never go below a C? I think I, you're going to get more people reading an F. Like, whoa, I really want to know why this yeah, guy's who, like a complete Yeah, who reads bust. a three-star Yelp review? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. I read, I read all of the three-star Imagine if, you're fa- if every restaurant, the lowest grade they ever got on Yelp was three stars. You wouldn't know which restaurant to go to. That's a good point. But I feel like it's a little bit different because I'm not reading the reviews of the uh, NFL draft to see which team I want to be a fan of. Or to see which player you want to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But you're only talking about a 33% deviation between each level. Right. Yes. It's not. It's not enough. It's not enough. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I think. I think I'm right here. I think it's because people are afraid that people don't want to read negative things about their team. How come? How come none of these players got a solid five out of seven? (laughs) Perfect five out of seven. So he's a Fight Club prospect. (laughs) Of the 32 players drafted in the first round in 2015, eight of them have made Pro Bowls. That's after like, three seasons. It feels about right, does it? Yeah, everyone makes the Pro Bowl now. Yeah, but right? because not in the first wait, three are, are years. Those, does, that, does that include alternates? Well, that's the thing. It doesn't say. Ah. It just says Pro Bowl select. There's no, some people so in blue were probably alternates. In, we're reading Wikipedia here because that's how we come up with engaging are. content. Um, that's there's some people in shaded in blue, and I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, I mean, give us sure. give us a name. I'm sorry, a compensatory, compensatory selection. My I'm bad. sure yeah, there's probably a legend on there somewhere. Uh, Landon Collins taken with the first pick in the second round. Yeah, Quan Alexander Probably. in the fourth round. Tyler Lockett in the third round. Bucks had a sneaky great year that year. Jay Ajayi in the fifth. Oh, Carlos Williams in the fifth out of the league already. Yeah, he didn't last very long. Nope, had one good year, got arrested a bunch of times, gained some weight around other teams. Yeah, gained a lot of weight. Gained a little weight. Carlos Rod, Carlos Williams ate Carlos Williams and became (laughs) two Carlos. Carlos, Carlos Williams. Like Butros, Butros, golly. (laughs) My God. Call him Kilos Williams. I'm just saying, you know, so you come out of the draft, right? and And everyone's, you know, freaking out about how great. Everyone, you know, everyone did, and everyone got an A. And really, every draft turns out to be the same. In the 2016 draft, you know, uh, six first-rounders made the Pro Bowl. And I'm sure if I go back to the 2014 draft, it'll be somewhere between six and eight first-rounders in the Pro Bowl again. Like, so every draft is the same. It's just, it's just Roger Goodell reading names off a piece of paper. Right. Everybody's draft is, is about average. Yes. So maybe that's why everyone gets an A. I guess so. Actually, I was wrong about 2014. This draft was stacked. <laughs> <laughs> Four, 
7, 10, 11, 12, 13 Pro Bowlers in the That's first round. Loaded. Yeah. Good players in that 2014 draft. Uh, yeah, Devian Clowney, Khalil Mack, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Ryan Shazier. Oh, Ryan Shazier can barely walk. Oh, That's that sad. was a great draft moment, too. Uh, yes, that was. I felt a little bit squeamish. Really? You felt didn't a, like him walking? I walk- felt a little bit squeamish. You didn't like him walking out there on his own, reading the pick? Ghost of Christmas. I felt it, I felt a little too much Ghost of Christmas Future. <laughs> like, hey, guys, uh, this could happen to all oh of you. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that that's, that's what I was feeling oh. when, when, when I saw that. That's a fair point. Hi, that's me. You're probably wondering how I ended up here. (laughs) One day I was just like all of you. (laughs) Four years ago. Yeah, yeah, not that long ago. Not that long. (laughs) All right. Uh, You guys want to talk more about football? We'll get get to, you know, that guy later. Um, Greg's going to talk about Josh Allen. But first. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, um. Do we have a read? Do we have a word from our sponsor? Let's just play it. We're just going to play a bumper. All right. We've got a bumper. Sorry, not a read, not a commercial, just a bumper. I can't I can't do the reads, guys. No, that's I've fine. I've tried. Okay. It's 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 okay. Can, I've tried can, to do them after the recording. I'll do a read. I You want me to do a read? What? Do you have a read? You have a read? No. I, oh, you want to read I, you want to read the read that I have? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. I'll do whatever. You do that? We I'll call this segment Daniel Reads Greg's Reads. Daniel Reads a Read. <laughs> Horton Years of Who. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I own I own uh, a couple of Dr. Seuss books. I can go grab one. Yeah, go grab one it. and just start reading it. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> it's like that time Andy Kaufman read The Great Gatsby at college. Here I come to save the day. Nice. Well played. Um, just saying, I missed that. I'm sorry. Here I come to save the day. Ah. Andy Kaufman. I'm sending, uh, I'm sending it to, I'm sending Daniel a read. All right. First, a bumper. Then a read. I haven't gotten anything yet. <laughs> All right. We're back. Um, so, guys, let's talk about basketball. The NBA playoffs, round one, over. We'll get In to the books. Yeah, we'll get to round two. Um, Daniel, you had something you wanted to talk about. And, and so, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, no, you just, you just wind me up and I go. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So, I understand that the Thunder are out of the playoffs. I get that. But in game five against the Jazz, the Thunder are down 25. And they balled out, mostly Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Balled out. And they came back to win the game. By but 10, too. Like, they just. Ten, yeah, it wasn't even close at the end. No. And, you know, they did that with sheer force of will of uh, uh, playoff P and Russell Westbrook. Not a lot of Carmelo Anthony in that game. No. But. Oh, I feel so bad for Carmelo Anthony, but that's not that's not what we're talking about right now. So the Thunder, with their two best players on the floor, balling out, come back and win that game. Game six, though, Cavs, uh, Cavs Pacers, the Cavs are down 25. They just, Ty Lue just benches LeBron, says, you know what, forget it. 
sit out. We'll uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll go after game seven. And I and, and he sat him for I think like starting with like thirty seconds in the fourth quarter. Like he sat for eleven and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't. How do you guys feel about this coaching decision? Because I don't like it. I is it is it okay because the Cavs weren't the team facing elimination in that game? Is but is that is that ever an okay thing to do in the playoffs to just rest a guy when you're losing when you have a chance to close out a series? I have a thought. And, thought. All right. So there's a there is a metric where. Um, you can determine how likely a comeback is from X amount of points down with X amount of time left in the game. And the Thunder, although they were down 25, were down 25 relatively early compared to when the Cavs were down 25. And so when the Cavs were down 25, the odds of them coming back to win had actually drifted to zero. Like... To zero. To zero. As in no team had ever come from that far back that late okay. in the game ever. So knowing that. That would that, have been a great I, statistic for LeBron James to have gotten, though. LeBron James. Because um, we know that's so, what it's about right now for him. <laughs> so at that point, like it just made sense, like rather than risk injury to the only player keeping them in the playoffs... He just decided, you know what, we'll we'll fight a, to a game seven. I guess I just you never and, and we talked we touched on this a little bit last week. A game seven is a coin toss, right? I understand the Cavs wound up winning that, and also it wasn't that close. So you know, Ty Lue gets to look right, and LeBron James gets to look right in the end. But what if they lose? Right? What if they lost game seven? And you had the chance to come back and win game six or at least not lose by, I, I don't even remember what they wound up losing by. It was like 30-something points. Well, let like, me, that's crazy. Let, let me ask you this, though. Like, let's say LeBron pl- finishes that game six and he gets even more tired in game seven knowing that he's going to probably play all 48 minutes, which he would have done had he not cramped up. He mm-hmm. only wound up playing 43 minutes. Like only, yeah. Only Same thing happens when minutes. I cramp up. <laughs> when I cramp up, I'm out for the season. I come and play 43 <laughs> minutes when I cramp up. 43 minutes over the course of an entire season. Exactly. Um. So I think. No, I, I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And and you're right. And Ty Lue turns out to be right. But if I'm a fan of this team, watching it, you know, I don't like to see teams give up playoff games there there's so few right the, the sample size in the playoff a, a seven game series is seven games that is a tiny tiny sample size when you're talking about you know from from an 82 game season so you only get a maximum of seven playoff games in a series that's to just give one away i i feel is is i don't know if it's irresponsible but it, it just doesn't seem like a good decision I feel like it happens more often than we think it does, but I, it so rarely happens to LeBron James. That's true. This was LeBron James' first ever round one game seven. Right. So in, in my opinion, like, I think the only reason we're really talking, like if Greg Popovich was down 25, and this has happened before, if Greg Popovich mm. is down 25 and he took out like Duncan Parker and Ginobili, which he's done, like 
yes, he's conceding a playoff game, but you have to trust that you're the and the NBA is like the most meritocracy of all of the sports when it comes to playoffs. Like it's it's generally pretty chalky. So you just sort of have to trust that all right, hey, yeah, we lost this game, but we can come back and win like two straight or three straight, no problem, because we have the best players on the floor. Yeah, I mean you know, sometimes the other the other team just has your number on that particular mm-hmm. night. They're hit like it goes back. We talked about this too during the final four where we talked about UB's chances of making it past the first, second round. We said, you know, it's a team that lives by the three and dies by the three. You play a, you play a team that's hitting every three-point shot they're taking one night. You're going mm-hmm. to lose that game. However, they're probably going to die by the three the next game because statistically speaking, you're only going to make about a third of your three-point shots. That's so. True. You know, the Cavs happened to hit Indiana at a on a night where they were just hot and they were just hitting bucket after bucket. And the Cavs were cold. And that happens in the NBA sometimes. And that's where you wind up with these huge lopsided uh, losses or margins mm-hmm. of victory is a night where one team's hot and one team's not. Yet they can play the next night and, you know, the other team wins Completely by five. Flip it around. You know, right. it, it's, yeah. it's just it's such a it's such a it's it's all parody in the NBA. Every Ball night, every night. Yeah, not like yeah, hockey. And, like and if it, you're down by like it, four goals in hockey and there's a minute left on the clock, you could still potentially come back in that game. Whereas basketball just doesn't work like that. I had to throw a hockey thing in there. You did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why you did that. Because uh, basketball so is a shot clock. Hockey doesn't have sport. a shot clock. So <laughs> we had the top seeds win. All the series but one. Yep. Shout out to the Pelicans. Fly, Pelican! <laughs> and, of course, the Pelicans got waxed in game one. Of course of they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, waxed That's... by the uh, still Steph Curry-less Rockets. <laughs> the Warriors. Steph Curry well, has well, never well, been well, on the Rockets. The Rockets have been Steph Curry-less. Yeah, I was going to say, it's an accurate statement. Yes. <laughs> so, let's... let's... Um, Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I what? <laughs> Something I you know said what, Siri? No, no, Siri. that was you know Alexa. That was help. Alexa. You know what, Alexa? Oh. We can handle this show on our own. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> now I gotta fire my admin. Anyway, um, let's think you about. Go ahead, let's John. Th- ask us that. Yeah. Question. Let's think about. All right. We got four series left. Who's winning each? Uh, first one up. Pelicans, Warriors, Warriors in three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go Warriors in two and a half. Okay. <laughs> Greg, do I hear Warriors in two? Uh, no, Warriors in four. Okay. <laughs> oh, you have no faith in the Warriors. That is a, that is a gentleman's um, a gentleman's <laughs> sweep. <laughs> gentleman's sweep. In, in this um, case, that is a, mercil- a merciful sweep. <laughs> yes. They're going to mercy rule the Pelicans. <laughs> Uh, Jazz Rockets. I think the Jazz win a game. I would like to see that. I would just like to see him win one. I think it, that, yeah. the, the true gentleman sweep for me. Greg, yeah, what say? absolutely. Greg, what say you? Uh, no, no. Rockets. You have a Rockets and four. No, just, just straight yeah. up. No, no. Oh, Rockets and four. I no. think right now the Warriors and Rockets are so. 
fixated on each other that they are just going to annihilate whatever's in their way. And right now it's the Jazz and uh, the Pelicans. Right. Okay. Um, Cavs-Raptors go seven. I think the Cavs win. Oh, man, I would love to see the Raptors finally. I, I, I really... I was thinking about this earlier today. LeBron James, I think, is the only current active professional athlete who I am made happy when he loses. Wow. Like, I, I want... <laughs> in, in the same way that I want for good things to happen to Carmelo Anthony, I want bad things to happen to LeBron James. <laughs> like, I would love to see the Raptors win the series, just like I would have loved to see the Pacers win that series. I, and I don't think they will. I would like to see the Raptors win this series, too, but it's not so much because, like, I, I want LeBron James... I, I don't wish ill upon LeBron James. But I, mean, it would, I don't want like I don't want him to like get hurt or like have his family get hurt. Right. I want his basketball career. I want bad things to happen there. I just I just wish that there would be someone in the East to come out of the East that is not LeBron James. <laughs> That's all I'm asking <laughs> for, the, for. Just for once. The first time this decade. Yes. Just one time. One time. I agree. I but the, I don't think it's the Raptors. No, I don't either. I don't think it's the. Uh, you know what? And and. Uh, Ah, I really thought, and I said it last week, if the Pacers could win, the Sixers would win the East. Correct. Now, I, you know, I don't think the Raptors can beat the Cavs. Um, and, and after, I'm, it doesn't look like the Sixers can beat the Celtics. I don't know it if that's not, a home court situation, but either way, there's four games at the Garden. So, <laughs> um, man. It does look like a LeBron kind of year. Does Kyrie come back? No. For that series, though? No, because no. the Sixers are no, beating the Celtics hurt. in seven games. <laughs> so you're going to a coin flip. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to a coin flip. I think the Sixers steal one at the Garden. And then um, and and the they Celtics win. are unable to win in Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't understand how, how the Celtics are doing this. Uh. <sighs> I think is it's it, is it magic? Grit. No, magic was on the Lakers. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, of bird. Right. Yeah. He presently owns the Lakers or is the GM of the Lakers, doesn't own them. Um oh, he owns the Cel- them. Celtics so are a well coached team. If yeah, I guess I guess that's what it is. I you know, I, you, you, yeah. Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the NBA, sure. I'm like I could see it. So if the Sixers win though. If they find a way to win this series, which with four minutes and 30 seconds left in game one, it doesn't look like it. Snap judgment time. Yeah. Uh, but if the Sixers can like somehow. Ghost pepper take. <laughs> somehow win this series. How much credit is Sam Hinkie getting for the Eastern Conference final or right now Eastern Conference semifinal Philadelphia 76ers? I Does would, he get all of the credit? He's 90%. I mean, it, it, the strategy worked, but also, like, you have to hit on the right players, too, you know? Well, no, uh, you only have to hit on, like, half of them, right? Because they have, right? Uh, how many drafts, how many top draft picks did they make? Seven? And they hit on three. Yeah, you only need to hit on three. Exactly. So you don't need to, you know, you don't need to hit on them. You need right. to hit on about half of and them. And you also need them to stay out their first year injured so that you can have the number one pick <laughs> again the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fake, you fake the injury. Yeah, like I mean, they tried. But that's, but that's that's the thing. Like they they did it. 
They did it and it worked. Exactly. So and Sam Hankey's going to be unemployed. He's unemployable. So the reason why he got fired is not because he was bad at his job, but, but because no one got along with him. Like the coaching no, it was staff. We, it was because we found out that they were – it got super public that they were trying to lose. Well, he said that like in the beginning. Like it, he made – he was the one who made it public. Like <laughs> Yeah, but then but people like caught on and, and started really not liking it. He, he and and then Jerry Colangelo was installed by Adam Silver to be the general manager. He butted heads with ownership, and he he has a a sort of prickly, aloofish, elitist air to him, and that is why Sam Hinkie is unemployable. Sam Hinkie is not unemployable because he didn't do it right, or because he's a bad basketball mind, or because he's not smart like otherworldly smart. It's just sometimes when you're the smartest guy in the room, you know you're the smartest guy in the room and some people can't deal with that level of arrogance. That happens to Greg all the time. Yeah, that's pretty much um anytime I go into a Walgreens uh, <laughs> or Dwayne Reed. Shout out to Dwayne Reed. Oh man. Sponsor us. The sixth man. <laughs> so all right. A lot of points off the bench, that Dwayne Reed. <laughs> <laughs> there's a um, there's a joke in a movie where like one of the characters' name is in is Dwayne Reed, and I can't remember the name of the movie. Is this, is this a Woody Allen movie? No, it's a, no, no. It's much newer than that. Oh. Um, one of the characters is a drug dealer, and his name is Dwayne Reed. Oh my God, I love it. It's amazing. They milk that joke for a lot. I mean, <laughs> how could you not? <laughs> how could, yeah, how could you blame them? <laughs> um, so, all right. So, Sixers, we disagree. Sixers, I have them winning. Yeah, most of us have the Celtics. The other two the of the I don't Celtics. know why, though. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, ju- I guess just Brad Stevens, because there isn't, is there a player on the Celtics better than the best two players on the Sixers? I guess Al Horford. No. But not really? So is the, is there a player on the Celtics better than Embiid or Simmons? No. Not so then why then why is Boston going to win this game by twenty? It's like the two thousand four Pistons. I guess you know just a bunch of role the, players coming together for the greater good. At the right, but at the exact right time because you don't ever get that. You get that once every couple of decades. It's true. Well, we're due. It's been since two thousand four Detroit it's been Pistons. Since two thousand four. Or the uh, 2011 Mavs. No. Yeah, they, right. they, just had, won. they had Dirk. They, yeah. First, first of all, they had Dirk, who is a Hall of Famer. Right. And he wasn't washed yet. Right. Right. Intelligence is greater than Um, so yeah, that's basketball. Now we need to direct our ire towards something a little more draftish, a little more drafty, and very much will one day blow in the western New York swirling winds. It's time for Greg Dennis to talk about 
your friend and mine, our new favorite player, to hate, the quarterback of the future, and two years from now, the past. <laughs> Greg, talk about your boy, Josh Allen. He ain't my boy, first of all. <laughs> well, you call him boy. He's a white boy. I'll tell you that much. Cantaloupe if farmer. If it ain't white, it ain't right. So, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. The Josh Allen thing, this is weird. Uh, and this is weird for a lot of reasons. Um, let's start. You could first start with the fact that we just found all of this out the day of the draft. Um, however, the tweets are six years old. So someone has clearly been sitting on this knowledge for six years, uh, waiting for uh, him to have some sort of success to then, of course, uh, try to rip away from him. So that's one of the things. Uh, the other one is he clearly tried to rip the success away from himself from being so stupid as to post these tweets like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? I can't even for a second fathom why he would think he could write these lyrics on a tweet and send them out to the world. I mean, is he like Rachel Dozel over here? Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's... it's absolutely ludicrous to think and first of all I have to nip something in the bud real quick yes he was 17 years old that doesn't excuse stupid <laughs> like I'm sorry I did a lot of stupid things when I was 17 but pasting the n-word uh, on social mm -hmm. media was one that I was well aware of not to do so, on that point, though, right, Josh Allen is 19 years old now. He has grown up always having, basically always having social media, right? Like, Twitter has been a, a thing that has existed for basically his entire life that he was aware of. Correct. You know what I mean? So... He could have been educated and should have been educated on the use and the ramifications of social media for most of his life. So, yeah, he was young and, and said some, maybe said some stupid things. And we've all said some stupid things when we were younger. But he should have known that anything he puts in social media is going to be there forever. Yeah, and for people to find. He, could he? He could have deleted these though. There were he. I mean, he's had years mm -hmm. to delete these tweets. Now, I, I, again, I don't. I do. I. I don't think he's racist. I, I don't think no. posting rap lyrics uh, makes you racist. I think it makes him completely ignorant and just completely misinformed and, and stupid. And maybe that's what happens when you're living in a small town in the in Midwest America, and you're so detached from any sort of diversity in your communities 
um, that you think that this is okay. And I think there's a bigger problem that needs to be addressed, and it is and it's the point I just made. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I think he needs to come out and address the team and address the situation, which he hasn't done. Um, and he needs to admit how stupid it was. He needs to take the ownership from it uh, and, and, and then move on. A quick, quick cleanup. Uh, Josh Allen's from Fireball, California, which I just learned is 40 miles uh, west of Fresno. Correct. California. So that's not a Midwest. So he's from California. No. He said he used it as like from Midwest. It is well, a he small went, he went, town he went to in Wyoming. California. Right, he went yeah. to Wyoming, but yeah. either way. So, he, go so he grew up in, 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 in some small town in small town California, so he should not be a stranger to diversity growing up in no. California. So, well, in, 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 that, point, in that town. Agreeing, agreeing with you, Greg, is Lorenzo Alexander, one of the uh, more respected voices in the Buffalo Bills locker room. And the National and Football League at large. Sure, and, and in the National Football League at large. Uh, he, is, uh, he's, he is told, who did he tell? At least SB Nation and, and some other people that uh, he's going to go right up to Josh Allen, talk to him about it, and uh, he's going to demand some answers from the heart. Yeah, and, and you know what? So. Maybe, maybe, and I think it's important to, that, to come from the heart and to come from why he posted them in the first place. That's that's truly the part that needs now, to be that he need he owes the players on that team that. I mean, these guys are going to my, battle every week. My question to you is: What if his answer is just, "Man, I was 16 years old. I was an idiot. I thought it was cool." I I. I would accept that. I would accept that at what it is, the face value. That is not a surface uh, comment. That that is not why he did it. There's a reason why he did it. Now, was the mm. reason that he thinks that he is those pe- person in the lyrics? It's like okay, well, that's different. Then we need to address that situation. Is it because he really liked the lyric and that word just happened to be in the way of it? Um, that's also something that has to be addressed. I, I, I'm not accepting just the facts, fact that I did something stupid. Yes, of course you did something stupid, but why did you do that something stupid? There's always a reason behind why you did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, did he do it to arouse emotion from people that were following him, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't Who's, know. Maybe that is it. But I, Who was I need following something. him when he was 15, though? I'm sure he had a good following, probably a superstar high school quarterback. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably his entire high school. So it's so like 800 people. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. How many? How many? How many? How many? How many people? Followers do we have on wait, our, it, our wait, Instagram? Wait, hold on. Is Elmer Fudd <laughs> on here? We had 800 followers on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, you should follow us, Shane's Pod. Shane's Pod. We we Instagram sometimes. Sometimes we forget to tell people that a new episode is out, but other times we don't. I just Instagrammed from the show. Oh, okay. So when you guys asked me a question. Live, live gramming. Yeah, when you live guys gram. asked me a question and you said um, you said something and I answered it, I'd have no clue what the question was, but I said, yeah, every time I walk into a Walgreens or Dwayne Reed, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was posting something to Instagram, and I knew if I said something really stupid, you guys would be like, yep. So that's where that that came from. So uh, are we done with Josh Allen? 
I, I want to talk to you about. I'm done. I want to. I want to. Because I, I'm Josh sweating. Allen. I'm getting so heated about it yeah. right now. I want to <laughs> talk about why I really hate the pick, and it has nothing to do with that. I mean, yes, I don't like that. That doesn't make him seem like less of a, you know, corn-fed dweeb who drools on himself but can throw a ball clear over the mountains. Um, Josh Allen's not any good. There, he was not good. There, there are two metrics that statistically correlate with a quarterback who starts more than 48 games in the NFL. They are completion percentage and number of games started. And he does not meet the minimum thresholds for either of those. Now, Yet he is touted as the most NFL ready. No, Sam Darnold is touted as the most NFL ready. Josh Allen's a project. He's Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler like ain't a project. Brock Osweiler was a project. He's Bro- Brock Osweiler is like the model kit, that snap type model kit you get that's missing like 10 pieces. Right. So that's also Josh right Allen. Now. Like just a big kit, like Ryan Mallett or Blaine Gabbert. Like one of those types of QBs where you're just like, okay, he could chuck it really far, but like, can he play quarterback? Now, that that statistically correlates with pro success in that regard, but I'm and I'm reading this academic study here from the University of Minnesota, uh, came out in 2010. Um, that the conclusion of what predicts college or pro success of college quarterbacks, what they have as their final conclusion is quarterback prediction is inherently difficult. Um, given the poor predictive performance of models incorporating a variety of quantifiable measures, it seems unlikely that collecting more statistics on the performance of quarterbacks will yield a clearer picture about their likelihood of success in the NFL. There's a threat. Um, 30% of quarterbacks were misrated. And then it said, though NFL draft experts at major sports networks may object, it appears that factors which are inherently unmeasurable and or random play the biggest role in determining whether a quarterback will succeed at the professional level. Mic drop. So uh, does it say in there how their draft grade uh, plays into their <laughs> performance? No, it, does, uh, it does not. That's interesting. Ah, well, then. Uh, Josh Allen, and I think this is this is all I think that has to be said about Josh Allen. Josh Allen ranked 82nd in the NCAA last year in yards per attempt. That's, that's not great. He's a perfect fit in Buffalo. What are you talking about? He's not great. <laughs> that's absolutely what they're looking for. Baker Mayfield was first. Of course he was. <laughs> Baker Mayfield had the two single greatest college quarterbacking seasons ever. Sam Darnold was 13th and Josh Rosen was 20th. Those were those are quality quarterbacks. <laughs> these are these are good quarterbacks. Those are those are quarterbacks that will at some point if Baker Mayfield can bring Cleveland out of the doldrums. Those are all Lamar quarterbacks Jackson. that will be yes, and Lamar Jackson. Those are all quarterbacks that will be better than Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills will be remembered as drafting Tony Mandarich. They'll be known for know what that for, is. Is that a kind of orange? They've, uh, to, they've made ahead. the EJ Manuel pick again. They, they, worse. 
The the JP manual. Yeah, it's the JP manual. That T-shirt needs to get made. EJP manual. Uh, what if? Oh my God! What if we just did a bunch of failed draft picks? Like one of the you know those at those and shirts. Yeah. But it's just like all the quarterback. It's all the quarterback busts in the history of Buffalo drafting. Oh. Trent Edwards. Trent Edwards would be on there. Yeah, we would try to do that with Cleveland, but that would take like two or three shirts. Yeah, we need a you triple need, XL. You would need more like a throw blanket, or or like a like a sundress. Yes, a sundress. A maybe a, maybe a uh, a duvet. Yeah, like a onesie. This is the Cleveland uh, draft quarterback bust duvet, available only at NFLShop.com. You know they got they have almost as many busts in Cleveland as they do just down the road in Canton. Oh, hey, forget about it. This guy, huh? I feel like that's a nice high note to end the show on. What do yeah. you guys think? Oh my gosh, oh, let's get out of here. All right, Greg, where the, can they find you on that? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't ask you that question yet. No, Daniel, where can yeah. they find you on social media? Oh, I am all over Twitter this week at Don't Take My Name. I think I've tweeted three times this week, you guys. <laughs> once was a once was a uh, direct message to someone else, though. So was don't it, read that one. The second was one it, was a mistake, and the third one was a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> was it to Sebastian Pruti? I have not uh, spoken to Sebastian Pruti uh, in this decade. Uh, me neither. Well, not since, yeah, 2009. <laughs> Um, oh man, what happened to Sebastian Pruitty? He's like the head of like analytics for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Is he? Oh, good for him. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, for him. he's My, doing really well. <laughs> clearly, he can't. Clearly, he can't blog anymore. No, no. I was wondering why I hadn't, hadn't seen him write anything in years. He would be giving away trade <laughs> secrets. Um, His blogging days are long gone. Greg, uh, uh, John, where are they finding you? So you can find me at johngorman.co, the C-O. Got some non-sports-related content up there right now. But you can find me at Instagram, at Hey Gorman. Hey Gorman. Hey Hey, Gorman. Hey. And, um, yeah, you can follow the show at Shane's Pod. uh, Yeah, slide up in those DMs. Slide up in our DMs. We like Mm. it. If you ask us a question, we'll probably read it on the air. Talk to us about yes. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Please tell me if I missed something. Tell me if I missed a ghost actually doing physical harm in Ghostbusters. Well, now I'm going to have to rewatch because Ghostbusters is probably my favorite movie of all time. I don't and think I'm wrong. Harold Ramis is a god, and now he's with God again, where he belongs, again, seated at the right hand. And millions and millions of dollars of property damage all over the city of New York. I get that. But any actual physical damage done to a person, I don't think I see it. They saved no lives. They cost no lives. Peter Vankman was slimed. That is not... damage to his suit. <laughs> Again, that's property damage. That's not physical damage. Physical ham? Like a, I'm, talking, I'm talking about like a broken arm. Ah, perhaps a scratch. Yeah, something like that. In All in right. Ghostbusters, uh, <laughs> in in the new Ghostbusters, you know, I don't want to get too crazy, but there is a ghost does cause harm. Okay. Okay. So, speaking of cause and harm, Greg, where can they find you? Fighting ghosts. 
he ain't afraid. Oh, I ain't no afraid ghosts. of no ghosts. When there's something and strange in the neighborhood, I got your back. Who you gonna yeah. call? If there's something Sh- weird, Shane's pod. I got your back. Shane's Busters. On that note, it's been fun. Join us next week. We'll talk about other things. We'll probably talk about the same things. Maybe. Shane's Busters. In different ways, though. Definitely listen. Yes. Now I'm going to play a song. Night, everybody. Shouts out to Jacksonville. Let's go, Jacksonville. I see you. Speechless on a summer night The candle makes the mood just right oh, You are everything I see Sweet kiss against the wall I will rise and you will fall oh, Everywhere I wanna be If one night I could take it back Oh, I'd do the same each day If for one night I could hold you close So I'd keep you here this way All through the night Shine a light, light my way. Candy sights the mouth, the compass north is our head south. Oh, Hips or lips, I can't decide Hands to rest the short black dress It wore me over, I confess Now there's nothing left to hide If for one night I could take it back Oh, I do each day If for one night I could hold you close So I'd keep you here this way All through the night You shine a light Light my way Get back Oh, I do the 